You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Viz podcast, episode number seven. Today, Mindy and I are talking about a topic that needs to be talked about more, entrepreneurship and mental health. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Viz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hi, and welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. I am Renee Dallow, and as always, I am here with Mindy Marzek. Hello. Woohoo. And we have what I think I'm going to call a very special episode today. Yes, it's like a, a sitcom in the 90s. Right. Or if that reminds you of like an after school special. Yeah. And like we're in the right we're in the right zone. <laughs> we're in the right zone. Um, we're doing it right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mindy and I are going to uh, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room this week. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk a little bit about uh, depression and being an entrepreneur. Um, and we we do try to keep these episodes evergreen and timeless. But, but. <laughs> there have been some events in the past week that have kind of sent our community into a bit of a tailspin. And I, I'm, I'm talking about the entrepreneur bo- girl boss community. Correct. Um, so just so pe- people who are listening uh, to this in the future, um, we went through a week where unfortunately we lost two uh, very talented, brilliant entrepreneurs in, in a matter of yes. days. Yes. Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Yes. And um, whenever something like this happens, um, it always just kind of sends a ripple through uh, your world, um, whether you want it to or not, because it's just it's bad news and it's everywhere. Yep. And instead of ignoring the bad news, we wanted to kind of dig in for a little bit. Um, This is not to say we want this episode to be a total bummer. um, But one of the things I think this week has really brought up for everyone is the need to talk about our mental health and normalize that talk more than we currently do. Yeah, absolutely. And I do have to say a quick thank you to Renee because um, towards the end of the week when when the news of Anthony came out, I, I messaged Renee and I said, I, I think we, we need to do an episode on depression. And she said, yeah, great. Let's put it on the list. I was like, N- no, like I, I, I need to do it right now. <laughs> like <laughs> right now, I need to talk about it right now. I have some things I need to say. <laughs> and um, so we, we graciously, she graciously agreed to, um, to uh, do an emergency recording. <laughs> Well, you know, current affairs being what they are. No, in all honesty, I, I want to say that um, I'm happy that we're doing this episode. I'm I have anxiety about this episode. Yeah, <laughs> even too, as girl. even as we're recording it. Here's the thing: we're not mental health professionals, and although I've been in therapy forever, I certainly am not qualified to give I don't know mental health advice except go to therapy to anyone. So just take this whole episode with like these are two friends, two girl bosses talking about our own experiences and hoping that if there is just even a tiny grain of something that resonates with anyone listening, maybe it's a little bit of a, a hand out or a life raft. Yeah. A tiny one. A very, a very tiny one. Yeah. A super we, tiny one. We definitely don't have all the answers. And, and like Renee said, this is an episode that's going to be filled with 
personal experiences and things that might work and might not work for us. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely not a one size fits all situation. And we realize that. Yeah. So and we're going to talk about our two things, which are very different. Yes. Right now. Yeah. So we kind of uh, we definitely would love in the future to have on a professional who can be a little bit smarter about these things and actually give, (laughs) you know, proper advice. (laughs) Um, But I, I for now, I think there's I think there's a lot of benefit in just, you know, having you know, consider us your two girlfriends and we're just talking about real stuff. We're getting real. Yeah. And hopefully that will encourage other people to talk to their girlfriends in real life about this stuff if you don't already. Yeah. I, I mean, our our goal, we talked about this before recording, but if we can even just, if our talking about it can even just help just one person out there, you know, either get some help or talk to a friend or check in with a friend, then that's all we want from this. Agreed. So, Mindy, yes. since this was your idea. It was my, my idea, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about your experience? Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes me feel like I'm going to barf, but sure. Uh, I, you got to lean into the, to the worst parts. Lean into the awkward. <laughs> um, yep. I have never been shy about discussing my uh, experience with depression and anxiety. Um, I talk about it on, um, online a lot. I've written about it on my blog. I've read about it on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm, I am definitely the type of person who I've experienced this all my life. I was born this way. I don't see any reason for me to not talk about it. Uh, but just real quickly so that people know where I'm coming from. I was diagnosed bipolar when I was a teenager. Uh, I've been in and out of therapy all my life. I, um, have tried different medications right now. I am currently uh, not in therapy and not taking medications. I was taking, uh, an anti-anxiety medication for about two years and I just weaned off of it because it had, it fixed one thing and then made like five other things in my life terrible. So I am on the constant train of trying to find something that is going to make me feel like a normal functioning human being. And it is not, it has not been an easy road. I uh, definitely, you know, when when you're diagnosed or the, the bipolar diagnosis means that you, and, and <laughs> again, not medical terms, in extremely simple terms, it means that you feel these high highs and you get these low lows. And I definitely have that uh, in my life where I get these, these ups and downs, everything will be fine for a while, and then boom, something will trigger and I'll just slump down into a deep, dark place. And it will even happen like immediately, like sometimes, like I've been with Renee at networking events where I go like two hours and I'm the happiest person in the room. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to (laughs) go. I got to get out of here. Or I find you in the bathroom and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I'm just going to be here for a while. And it's, um, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain to someone why you're so happy one minute and you're so down and depressed another minute. Um, it's been really hard to find friends who can, um, you know, but quote unquote, put up with, put up with that behavior. Uh, it's been difficult to find, um, it was really difficult to find a, a partner. <laughs> um, my husband is wonderful with dealing with my um, depression and my anxiety. Uh, and it, I definitely had some not so great relationships uh, trying to, to work, work through that. So uh, I don't want this to become a therapy session for me, but that's, that's me in a nutshell. That's, that's my life in a nutshell. And so that's why, um, 
when these things happen with, and I've, and I don't, this isn't going to be an episode all about suicide, but yes, I've, I've had the suicidal thoughts. I'm, it was a lot worse when I was younger. Um, I'm, I'm better-ish now, but when these things in the news happen, um, it definitely is a trigger for me. And I, I, this past week has just been one of the worst of my life. Yeah. I mean, I will say this week has been a complete cluster mm-hmm. uh, emotionally for me as well. And I'm not bipolar and I'm not suicidal. And you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm fairly nor whatever it means, quote unquote, normal. And this week has been and it's a lot. This week is a lot. I mean, it's just so many, so many things, so many feelings, especially about about entrepreneurship and just the fact that we all sort of work alone mm-hmm. um, and that although we have this sense of community in a way with our online resources um that's not really a it's not really a a substitute for seeing someone in person and having an actual connection and you know i'm lucky that i have a really lovely husband who is very supportive and very um joe and i both have a history in our families of um of mental health challenges so we are both always super uh, tuned in to ourselves and each other to mm-hmm. be like, hey, how are you doing? How, what's going on? How you feeling? How you feeling? Just because I'm very aware that that's in my DNA at all times. Um, also, a family of addicts, so that's the reason you'll pr- rarely see me um, drink, and I've never ever done drugs, not even pot, not once. Um, and I say all this just to say that, like, no matter what your circumstances are or how you know how you go about your daily life, um, when we lose to and from different fields, obviously, but two like visionary, amazing human souls in one week. That's just tough. It's just the toughest. And so, you know, we all have to do our best to support one another through it. Yeah, I agree. And um, it just it starts with just talking about it like we're doing right now. Um, yeah. So uh, one thing that uh, I saw on um, Instagram this week is uh, the Rising Tide, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think I saw it on the Rising Tide Society page, where they said that one in three entrepreneurs experience some form of depression at some point in their lives. And um, just so that we're citing our sources, this was uh, concluded by a study by someone named Dr. Michael Freeman. Um, And we will include some resources in the show notes for you guys. Um, But one in three is a staggering number. I mean, yeah, I think of your two closest friends and you, one of you guys has depression. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, just think of it that way. And it's like, oh, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's 33% of any given room that you're in at like a networking event or, um, even if you work Renee, if you're working a wedding with, with oh, other yeah. business owners, um, it's just, it's very strange to think about. And I was doing, when we were decided to do this episode, I was doing a little bit of research and I had read that in the general population, uh, it's only about 7% say that they experience depression. And it could be higher because, you know, there's a, sig- a stigma attached to saying that you have mental health issues. So it could be higher. But I mean, right. 7% compared to 33% in the entrepreneur field. Um, it just it got me thinking, like, you know, why? <laughs> why? Why are entrepreneurs right. so right. susceptible to these feelings of depression and um, on top of that, for some people, anxiety. Right. It's very, it's very eye-opening. And then the other statistic I just want to mention is that I read that one in three women will experience depression at some point. And it's for men, it's one in 10. 
So considering that we, this podcast is generally for the wedding industry, um, and there's a lot of women that work in the wedding industry, I just feel like that's an important statistic to point out. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and also that is, it's kind of staggering to think about in that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, again, like not a mental health professional, but when I hear that statistic, I just think, well, is it because we feel things more deeply or are we more, or, or are we reporting that we're depressed more because we're more in tune with our emotions? I don't know. Oh yeah. To- it totally could be. Um, and again, there's a, there's a big stigma attached to saying that you're depressed or you have anxiety or that you're not functioning correctly or what you feel should be correctly. And so people don't talk about it. And I also think that if you think about what women's bodies go through and there's a lot of postpartum depression uh, that obviously men will never experience in the same, in the same way. And I think that that bumps the numbers up a lot. I also think too, and it's, interesting that you mentioned postpartum because I, I think that as women we go through like three rites of passage as women mm-hmm. so you know before we get our first period it's like crazy hormones crazy hormones crazy hormones I think that also correlates to a lot of what I'm hearing from friends like oh I was really suicidal as a teenager it's like well of course yeah. because your body and your body chemistry your everything was changing like the the chemicals in your brain were literally changing at that point and then postpartum and then menopause you know like Kate Spade was postmenopausal I one can assume yeah by her age by her age and I when I read um the statement put out by Andy her husband he said she's been dealing with serious depression for like the last several years which if you think about it sort of does correlate to when you would uh, you know yeah when it is possible that she was going through menopause so I think you know as women we just have to be super aware of the changes that are happening in our bodies and that is part of it because you know depression is about the chemicals in your brain. <laughs> it is like something again, not doctors, but something ain't not right. Doctors. Something ain't right up there. <laughs> yeah. That's my my uh, expertise statement. Um, <laughs> something ain't right. Uh, something ain't right. And and I think it's definitely important to talk about this and let people know that they could be fine their whole life, and then, like you said, you can have postpartum. You could be going through menopause, and stuff is changing, and. It's not just because you never had it before doesn't mean that you don't have the signs of it later. So it's just, it's always something to just kind of look at and not be scared um, and not be shy about getting treatment if you do feel that something has changed. Oh, yeah. Can we talk? I mean, I love therapy. Can we talk? Yeah. (laughs) Can we talk about how much I love going to therapy? Because, um, I've been on, I've been in, in and out of therapy my whole life. Uh, I, I don't see any stigma or shame in it. I wish that we could all talk about, I mean, not talk about our specific therapy, but mm-hmm. just going to therapy. I, I wish it was like, oh no, I can't have lunch with you. I'm going to therapy. Mm-hmm. The same way we'd say like, oh, I can't have lunch. I'm getting my hair cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want my dry bar appointment and my therapy appointment to be like equally yes. <laughs> awesome to talk about in like polite conversation. You know, if you've never been to therapy, I will say, um, please go, go, because it's amazing because you pay someone to hear about all of all of your BS and like they have to they have to listen and they're professionals. They give you amazing advice, unlike your friends who might be like half listening, half on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Or who might half scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And there's we're going to talk about this a little a little later, but there's a lot of uh, your friends who aren't experiencing the same thing that you are might say something that they think means well, but actually is not going to help you any and I've I've experienced a lot of that in my life and I don't I don't hold it against anybody but there's certain things to say and there's certain things 
to not say. But when you go to a professional, you can expect that they are they have a certain level of training where they know how to respond to what you're saying and what your issues are. I agree. And just to uh, talk to speak briefly about what you said about just entrepreneurs, we have more of we experience more depression, we have more anxiety. I think um, that doesn't surprise me, actually, because I know myself, it was interesting when we were talking before the episode, um, you said, you know, a traditional job, blah, blah. And I thought I've never had one of those. Mm. I mean, it's not that I've always been an entrepreneur, but for the last, I don't know, 10 years, I've I haven't really had a boss. And so, and I haven't had coworkers really either. So I, you know, my last traditional job, I guess, was a working at a restaurant. And even that isn't that, isn't like that traditional. So. Nine to five. No, not at all. And so, but I do know that because of my personality, because of what I do for a living, I do have exceptionally high expectations um, for my, that I set for myself and also exceptionally high, like levels of productivity. Like, mm-hmm. like I, and I didn't even realize this until a few months ago, but I, th- I think what I can accomplish in a day, I think is higher than most people, but yet my expectation for what I should be able to accomplish is even higher than my capacity. How do Therefore, you... I setting, setting myself up for an, un, you know, an unreasonable situation, basically. Yeah. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you deal? <laughs> how do you, like, how do you deal with that? I, I, that's not something that I experience. I mean, I like, I guess, does it make you depressed? Does it make you anxious? Like, how do you, what do you, when not you depressed, but I do get anxious. Like there are some mornings I wake up with a knot in my stomach because I'm like, oh, I didn't get through my whole list yesterday. And, and if, if it's client based work, then yeah, I mean, I have a lot of anxiety about making sure that I'm showing up for them in a way that they can value because they've paid me a significant amount of money to do my job. No, it's not really depression, really. It just, I do have like a low grade anxiety, like pretty much always. But I, I think that's just the life of a wedding planner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I we know. all have low grade anxiety. Um, I mean, like I have legitimate diagnosed anxiety, but I think everybody who works as an entrepreneur and brings in their own money and doesn't have a boss to rely on or, or a company to rely on feels that. And here's the thing, because I have worked a traditional job and I am self-employed now and I spent, well, I worked retail for a few years and then I moved into an office job and I worked, you know, the nine to five normal stuff for about, uh, about eight years or so, uh, probably longer, maybe 10 years. And I will say that as someone with, uh, depression and anxiety, you know, only speaking for myself again, not medical advice, uh, but having a routine really helped me. And so waking up, even though I, I hated my office job and I hated sitting in a cubicle, Having a routine where it's like Monday through Friday, my alarm goes off at a certain time. I need to get up. I need to go to work. People are relying on me. My boss will get mad if I don't show up. Like I can't just stay in bed all day like I want to. And there's a sense of stability. Like it's, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to work my eight hours and I'm going to get a paycheck and I don't have to worry about, you know, doing my own work and making sure that money is coming in. Like it's just going to be there no matter what. And when you go to an office, you do get that human interaction, whether you like your coworkers or not, um, you do, you do speak to people. And a lot of times as an entrepreneur, um, again, speaking for myself as a blogger and as a consultant, I don't, I don't go out much, um, the way that you do Renee as a, as a wedding planner who goes to a lot of functions and goes to a lot of food tastings and venue walkthroughs and meetings with clients. I don't get that same level of interaction with people 
uh, on a day to day basis. I'm at home most of the day by well, I have my cat, but I'm by myself. Um, so I <laughs> Vila is a very good company. How dare you? Vila, look, Vila <laughs> is the best company. She's my favorite coworker of all time. Um, but I'm just saying that you get whether you want it or not, it's it's healthy for you to have that human interaction and to talk yes. to people and, and to hug people and shake hands and just sit and talk with someone. And I think that as an entrepreneur, um, we experience more of that loneliness. Um, we set, like you said, we set expectations that are too high or we perceive that we have to reach these certain expectations that other people might expect from us. And that causes right. stress. And because of all these things, we also neglect our health and our well-being. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is I was thinking the other day because I, I actually have been neglecting my health and my wellness. Not so much wellness, I guess. I do get massages and like I'm all about a spa day. But as far as like my health, like I haven't worked out, like really worked out in like months, you mm -hmm. guys, like months. And you can tell like I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I feel very uncomfortable in my body. You know, it's time to make a change in that in that way. But uh, I was thinking about like, what am I going to give up in my schedule to make that happen? Yeah. And the thing is, I really like work. Mm -hmm. Like, I really love what I do. And also, I sort of love, like, the minutia of my job. Like, even the things that people might... I mean, I don't like bookkeeping, but, like, like late last night... <laughs> bookkeeping's always going to be the worst. Yeah. But, like, late last night, I was on Tailwind scheduling Pinterest posts until, like, one in the morning. And I was happy as a clam. Yeah. Should I have been in bed? Yes, absolutely. I should have been sleeping. But because I like what I do... I sometimes I get very like I go down the rabbit hole and then I'm like, oh, it's 2 a.m. I should probably go to bed. So um, for me, it's more about like making a schedule. Absolutely. But then also within that schedule, like carving out intentional time that is scheduled in the Google calendar that cannot be changed. Yes. That is like this is when I'm going to cardio bar. This is when I'm going to go to bed. Like I'm starting to schedule bedtime now, which yeah, is crazy, well, but you kind I of have to do to. it. You have to or else your your life kind of spirals out of control. And if you are already susceptible to mental health issues, it's not going to make things better. It might not affect it or it might make it worse, but it's certainly not, you know, speaking from my experience, it's not helpful. Um, I was just going to say for the loneliness thing, it's like I never um, I never really thought about that. My networking schedule helps me combat loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, but I totally, when you said that, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like there are some, there are some weeks that I'm out of my office so much that I can't actually get my work done. And the kind of that swings to the other too much side yeah. of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think just making a point to get out and talk to someone, even if it's just talking to the person at Starbucks who takes your order, you know, just like mm -hmm. get, talking to another human person that's not through a screen is so important on a daily basis, I think. Yeah, I Absolutely agree. And I think, um, again, it's just one factor in the um, depression and anxiety uh, lifestyle that um, yeah. you don't, it's it's a double-edged sword because you want to be alone, but you also know that checking in with people and talking to people is going to ultimately help you. Um, yeah. So it's it's tricky. It's, it's really, really hard. Like I said, sometimes I'll force myself to go out and I can do like an hour around the room and then I, I got to go. And yeah. I try to give myself some grace if if that happens instead of beating myself up for not being able to stay the whole night I try to tell myself that I did a good job for getting dressed and getting out of the house and passing out two business cards well you absolutely did because here's the thing there's so many people who didn't show up yeah yeah and it's hard and it's not to say that there's days where I don't show up because there are days when I don't show up there's days where I just absolutely cannot 
do it. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way sometimes. And I just try, I just try to take it day by day. And if I can't make it out, I say, well, there's another one next week and I'll try, I'll try next week. Absolutely. So your suggestions for entrepreneurs to keep the depression and anxiety minimized. Yeah. What would you say? Like bullet point it for me. Yeah, I do have some suggestions. And again, since we're being very careful in this episode, these are things that work for me on a, on a day-to-day basis. And they are not, um, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, just, just do yoga <laughs> and everything will be, everything will be fine. Just do some yoga. You just, just need some yoga. Just, just think good thoughts. Have just some, change your thoughts. Yeah. Have some yeah. tea before bed. Um, put, put a little lemon in it. Like that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. I'm not telling you that all your problems will be solved, but I do have, I do have a, a list of things that I try to do to keep, my depression and anxiety at bay for the most part and just kind of how to function on a day-to-day basis. So the first thing we've already talked about, but the first thing I just want to remind everybody and make it very, very clear that if you are feeling these feelings of depression and anxiety, you, sh- you can absolutely talk to a medical professional and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is the, the hardest and the best thing that you can do. And um, it's not it's not a sign that you're weak. It's not a sign that you can't take care of yourself. If you break a bone, you don't say, ah, it'll just, uh, I'm being a baby about it. It'll, it'll go away. No, you go and you <laughs> get treatment. It'll reset and heal it'll by itself. Reset. What? Yeah. Um, like it's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thought. So, um, just please go get, go talk to somebody. And I will tell you that a couple years ago when I found myself in a really bad place and I had to talk to my uh, just my regular doctor about what's the next step to talking to a therapist or a psychotherapist or going on medication. I sat in that in the exam room and I was terrified. I was terrified to say out loud that I needed help. So I just want to tell anybody who might be in that same place, if you're scared to say it, you can write it down and hand the piece of oh, paper yes. to your doctor and have them bring it up. Um, and start asking you questions. Or you can simply say, I have something to talk to you about and I feel really scared about it. I feel scared to bring it up and yeah. just go from there. Cause you'll feel better. Once you admit that you're scared to talk about it, you'll feel better. At least I do. <laughs> no, agreed. So if you're, if you're feeling this way or if you think you might be feeling this way, just please talk to a professional. The other thing that I, that helps for me is to remember to try to keep my line of communication open. Cause when I, feel really depressed or I'm having a bad anxiety moment, I want to shut down. And if I shut down and I don't talk to my husband about it, he can't do anything for me because he can't read my mind and he doesn't know what I go through. So again, it's a very difficult thing to say, I need help or this is what I need from you right now in this moment, but try, (laughs) try to do it. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) And same if you have like a business partner or someone that you work with really closely or that you see all the time. Um, try to just be honest and keep that communication open. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really helps for me is to have some sort of routine. So just like how when I was working in an office, I would have the alarm go off at the same time every day. I would wake up, I would eat, I would stretch, I would take a shower, I'd put my makeup on, I'd get in the car, I'd get my Starbucks and I'd go to work. Um, like I had that routine every day and it was kind of like no matter how bad I was feeling, I had to do it. So yeah. I think having a, a daily routine or a weekly routine or even a monthly routine 
um, something that kind of keeps you looking forward to the next thing. I love that. The other thing uh, that I think is really important is have some kind of standing appointment. Um, my best example of this is like if you have a group of friends that you meet with for brunch once a week or for happy hour once a week, or you have a, uh, a business mastermind group that maybe you do a Skype call, a group Skype call, and you all check in with each other and you talk about your business. Um, having something, having a standing appointment uh, will really help you when you're feeling low to just think, well, if I can make it to my next appointment or if I can make it to my next meetup, then I'll be okay. Yeah. Finally, I would say, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but take time for self-care. So Renee, you mentioned getting massages and going to dry bar. These are little things that you can do for yourself that really make a big difference. If you can just take 30 minutes out of your busy schedule to treat yourself with some kindness, uh, I think that it can make a big difference, especially if you're especially in a week like we just had where everyone's feeling really down and stressed out and it's affecting us greatly, like do a little something for yourself. I agree. And then, you know, again, like this is just something that works for me when I'm feeling particularly full of anxiety um, is that I really love the Calm app, which I think Mindy, you turned me on to a few years ago. Yes, I do. Was it yeah. you? Um, I think it was you. Um, and, you know, they have like these five minute meditations my brain is usually running a mile a minute. So meditating for me is really difficult, but I can do, you can pretty much do anything for five minutes. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's literally not even like a sitting meditation. Sometimes it's just like, I go lie down in my bed and turn it on. I'm like, mm -hmm. just five minutes of deep breathing. Nothing is, you know, nothing is forever. It's just whatever is happening. Like, especially if I get an email that makes me mad or, you know, something that I just need a time mm -hmm. out, I give myself a calm app time out. And also, I think it's worth mentioning since, you know, we're talking about our own experiences, like, I think that a week like the one we've just had, um, at least brings up, at least it did for me, this sort of idea of like, am I depressed? Is this, am I like, is this, a, yeah. is, my, is my baseline like normal? Am I good? Or should I like, should I be worried about myself? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I think that that's um, valid. A, I think you should always try to keep your self-awareness super high so that you understand like where you're at. And I think, you know, I think when we talk about depression, I think people sometimes think it has to be like this, you know, movie version of depression where it's like the end of the road. And it's like, sometimes you can be depressed and still get out of bed and function and go about your life, but still know that something's not right. And so that's another time when seeking medical help is like the best path. You know, it's like, you may as well just go check in with someone who knows what they're talking about. And none of these things are weaknesses. In fact, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a completely amazing sign of strength that you want to take care of yourself, um, take care of your mental health, because we only have this one body, you know? Yeah. And you got to take yeah. care of it. So I want, just wanted to mention that. I know, you know, this week was these, these feelings have been brought about by two very public uh, suicides, but there is, they're very, depression is like a huge scale, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's a sliding scale. Um, it's you reminded me of this thing that I read on Facebook. It was an anonymous writing um, that some of my friends were sharing around that they were comparing depression to snowfall. Sometimes there's no snow and you feel OK. And I'm, I'm going to butcher this whole thing. I'll put it in the show notes, the, the, the actual the actual writing that this person did, because it was I thought it was brilliant. They compare it to snowfall and some days it, it snows a few inches and it's inconvenient, but you still have to go to the grocery store and go to your appointments and go to work. And you're feeling a little grumpy about it, but it's not, there's no reason to not go about your life. 
And then sometimes it snows a foot and you have to get out and shovel the driveway and it wears you out, but, but you still have to go to work and you still have to do your normal daily tasks and you still have to make dinner that night and, um, and it, you're tired, but, but you still have to do it. And then sometimes it's a, an avalanche and it locks you into your house. It blocks your door and you can't get out and there's no power and you have no choice but to stay in bed for a couple of days because there's literally nowhere else to go anyway. And it, it was just such wow. a good analogy for, That's for what brilliant. I feel like some days it's some days I can function and it's good. And then some days I just, I can't get out of bed and I just have to tell myself that the snow will melt eventually. It will. Um, it absolutely will. So what would you say, Mindy, for the, someone who is listening, who isn't currently experiencing depression, but maybe has someone in their life that is? Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked this because I've, I've heard, I've heard it all. I've heard that depression is in my head. I've heard that, um, I can just snap out of it. Um, I've heard my favorite is that it will be better tomorrow, which is something I am guilty of saying to people. Um, even though like this week is a testament that I can wake up and it's not better tomorrow. Right. I still feel really bad. Right. Um, or something new happens that makes you feel shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, which is, which was like last week in a nutshell, or, you know, like, what do you have to be sad about? Which is something that I feel, oh. I feel in general, because like, look, nothing happened to me in my childhood. I had a wonderful upbringing. I have wonderful parents. I have wonderful siblings. I have wonderful family. I have a wonderful husband. We live in a nice house. Um, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. And every day I think I have no reason to be sad. What am I? Why? Why do I feel this way? Because your brain chemistry is off. <laughs> because I know, I, I know. Well, Renee, I know that. Well, I know, but that's um, the thing that you're, it lies to you. It lies to you. And it, you have to constantly remind yourself. But when someone else says it to you, even if they're, they mean well, like, come on, you have a good life. You don't, you don't have any reason to be sad. It's, it doesn't, it's not helpful because <laughs> I'm right. already thinking that. And, right. it, it, and it makes me feel guilty. Um, the best thing, the absolute best thing that you can do for anybody who's going through some type of traumatic event, um, whether it's depression or anxiety, or maybe they lost a loved one or, or something else is happening. They lost their job. There's some kind of shakeup in their life. The best thing that you can do for someone is to just say, what do you need from me? Yeah. What, what can I do for you? What do you need? Just be present, come over, uh, send a text, say that you're there, say, say that you're around or just simply be there to listen to whatever the person needs to talk about. Yeah. I'll say I went through a very bad breakup uh, a million years ago now, and and it was all very sudden, and I was in my late 20s, and it felt like the end of the world. And I mm -hmm. will say that, like, my three closest best friends literally didn't leave me alone for, like, probably, uh, my memory is hazy, but probably two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, I was never alone. Like they slept at my apartment. They took me grocery shopping. I mean, I, I don't remember being alone for a while, except when I was at work, which even when, at that, at back at that point, I was working in casting. So I was constantly surrounded by people. But I remember now that I look back, I'm like, that was the best thing they could have ever done for me. And I didn't ask them to do it. It's just, they just decided to take turns like tag team babysitting me because <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't suicidal, but I definitely didn't know. I was at sea. I was definitely at sea. Yeah. The, absolutely. The best thing that you can do is just be present for somebody and instead of you know giving advice from your point of view instead just listen and try to empathize uh with what they're going through i can say that you know as someone who has been dealing with depression for my whole life 
uh, it's tough to find those friends who will just simply listen without trying to fix it, without trying to uh, make it about them. <laughs> right. It's um, hard. And again, it's it's hard. People mean well. Um, but really, the, the absolute best thing, like you said, is just be present. Um, don't wait for the person to ask you for help because they they likely will never ask for help because that's part of our sickness is mm -hmm. we don't want to burden other people. Um, we already feel like we're we're worthless and we don't um, we cause problems for other people. So we're never going to ask for help. Right. I think this is a time where we can say, like, it's good to be the bossy friend at this point. Be the yes. bossy friend. if you Be going through the something. bossy friend. I love that. Yeah. Be the bossy friend. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I think um, hopefully this episode has been helpful for someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it helpful for you, Mindy? Because you were the, you wanted to talk about it. Was yeah, it I mean, yeah? it always it does feel good to talk. And it's it's hard to get to a point where you want to talk. Because, again, as I've said several times, when you are going through something like this, your instinct is to say, well, who cares what anybody thinks about what I have to say or who wants to listen to me. Um, but after reading on Twitter uh, the last couple days, um, the hashtag my story has been uh, going around where people have been sharing their stories of climbing out from depression. And it's been very therapeutic to read other people's stories and to read the comments from other people who are saying, you know, this sounds exactly like me. I'm so glad you shared this. So I thought, wait a second, I have a platform and a story. You do. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Um, and it's terrifying. And I'm still I'm still feeling a little bit terrified. But I think that the hardest things in life will cause you a little bit of um, of fear. So well, I think to grow it, you know, you in order to grow, you need to experience some kind of uncomfortable uncomfortableness. That's just the way it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I just wanted to touch on, I think we talked about this offline. I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the recording. Um, a lot of people on Facebook have been sharing the suicide hotline or the chat hotline. And and that's mm -hmm. great. And, you know, that kind of Facebook activism certainly has its time and place. But sometimes people who are at the point where they might benefit from a suicide hotline are too far gone to make that call or text. But those mm -hmm. resources are still available for friends and family of those people who might not know what to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I just want it. We just want to put that out there. I know that a lot of people, um, their reaction to this week has been like, call the hotline. Might not always work for the person who needs it, but it's definitely there for anyone yeah. who would like to talk about any kind of uh, mental health issue. Yes, absolutely. So if you um, feel like you want to chat with somebody or if you feel like you have a friend who is suffering and you don't know what to do, you can absolutely use this resources. So we're going to put them in the show notes, but we'll go through them real quick. So you can call the hotline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. That's the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can also do a chat for those of you, for those introverts like me who don't want to talk on the phone. Uh, you can do a chat. It's suicidepreventionlifeline.org slash chat. And you can also reach out to people via text message by typing HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. I love it. So, so, for all of you guys listening, we hope that we have at least encouraged everyone to start a conversation with their friends and loved ones and their entrepreneurial friends as well. 
um, yeah. in order to kind of normalize what is a needless stigma for mental health issues. Absolutely. And um, we hope that, uh, again, like we said at the top, if, you know, our goal with putting this out there is, um, you know, just to let people know that they're not alone. And if you need to have a conversation with somebody or if you want to have a conversation with somebody, uh, please don't be shy about it. You know, if we can help one person feel a little bit better after this horrible week or, you know, whatever horrible thing is happening in the future, um, right. <laughs> uh, please, um, please reach out. You can reach out to us. We're always around. Um, we're online all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, on, we're on all the social medias. Yeah, please reach out and talk about it. Talk about your feelings. Let's all just talk about our feelings more. <laughs> I would love that. And I and I want to leave, uh, I think I want to wrap it up with this quote from my favorite Marie Forleo, is that the world needs that special gift that only you have. So stick with us. Don't give up. Yeah. All right. So rock stars, we will see you next time on the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.